Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you are getting uh, your podcast. We appreciate all of our listeners tuning in, especially our tremendous service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. You guys have uh, really been taking care of them as well. Looks like a lot of you have been uh, heading in there. See, that's one thing I do like. I will say this, you know, that... People are going in there to brew it forward. That means they're going in there to buy coffee. So, I mean, in the last, you know, at least eight of our listeners <laughs> in the last couple of weeks have showed up to buy coffee. We hope you are doing that as well. Anytime you're in Startville, you want to stop by there, get you a, 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 one of their incredible drinks, or if you want to treat the kids to something nice, churn and spoon ice cream, all that hand churned, incredible flavors, stuff you don't see, you know, not just vanilla and chocolate and things of that nature. They got good stuff. You know, they have a they at one time. I don't know if they still have. They had a blueberry cobbler ice cream, Didn't blueberry know that. cobbler coffee ice cream. Didn't know now that. Now that might get Joel T. Coleman to break his vow of chastity on sweets. See, we've had this discussion before. You would, but that's that's come on. Scoop it's ice not cream. Like, it's not like I'm against. It's just in my mind, mm-hmm. everybody's no. body is a chemical equation where you can have a certain Why number of calories. Why you, is science? You can have a certain number of calories per day and not gain weight. I prefer to use my calories on things like extra slice of pizza yeah. or an extra helping of mashed potatoes or whatever as I, opposed I get that. as opposed to doing what I just said plus the sweet cuz I, I I'm just more of the Get, I know you are. Yeah, I know. I'm just I saying, though, but if there's a blueberry cobbler coffee ice cream. It would be delicious. There is you, no doubt about it. You could it. have a, a bowl of that. But I could go scoops. next door to Strange Brew and get my delicious <sighs> blueberry cobbler coffee, which has a grand total of zero calories. For, for, for my birthday this year, I'm not going to make you buy me lunch. I'm going to buy you lunch, but we're going to eat all dessert. And I'm gonna, that's one of my birthday wishes for Joel. You can't. Eat, you can force me. To, you can force me to buy it. You can't force me to eat it. I'm. I'm. I'm a, you I'm, can lead off. You can lead a Joel T to water, but you can't make. I'm gonna lead a Joel T to cheesecake. So what's gonna happen? <laughs> I guess right. I shouldn't say blueberry cobbler has zero. I bet, I bet like the flavor. There's probably some. May calories. have like yeah, a, a few calories, calories. but not a lot. Yeah. It's not a lot. Usually like drip coffees. Coffee is yeah. zero. Yeah. But because it's water. Yeah. With you know, coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Which is a bean. I don't, I don't know if a flavored coffee may have a, a calorie Might have or two, some, yeah. But. A few, but not many. Uh, I also want to thank our friends over at College Corner, taking care of y'all, getting you all that great MSU merchandise at either one of their two locations there in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. They're over by Fleet Feet, or they're in uh, 
Ben Floyd over by the half shell. I had to think about that for a second there. Or you can just shop online at collegecornerstore.com and check out what's going on there. All the great MSU merchandise, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, and of course, all the stuff you need to make your house look like a house that a bulldog would want to call home. They've got it all at College Corner. We had a name for this uh, show uh, before the basketball game started. When I was convinced that state was going to lose, old negative hey dad over there was yeah. already was already bringing s- the program down the with my my words is what I was told. I mean, what is that? I got to read that tweet again. <laughs> Hold on. This one, this this. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Way to go, Brian. Hey dad, bring them on down as far as you can with your words. And someone tweeted at me. I don't know if you were tagged in it or not, but mm. said that they wanted you to continue to pick state to lose. So well, we'll see how that goes. You know, I, I like to make picks I think are going to happen. I'm not always right. I'm certainly wrong more often. I thought they would. Here's the deal here. I predicted State to win this game on the show. And then, yes, today, as we walked into the arena, I told you if I had to pick again, I'd pick them to lose. I think it was just baseball mm-hmm. had warped my mind a little bit. Like, this right. is going to be a bad day for Mississippi State. Well, we had, we had the name picked out. Yeah. It was going to be Black Tuesday. But we'll talk about the bad in the second part of the show. The good is Mississippi State, that bubble continues to stay intact. I think Alabama has had to have busted, though. Uh, State gets an 80-73 to win. What an odd game. Fun game. A lot of fun. Back and forth. Uh, a lot of big plays. A lot of hustle. A lot of getting on the floor after the lose. They played like two teams who knew their tournament life was on the line. Abdul Adu played like his butt was on fire. Wow, okay. That's a he did. hell of an analogy. He did. Okay. Well, good for Abdul. <laughs> That's why he's Abdul Adu, not Abdul Adon't. Uh, <laughs> I've been there, you know. You eat some hot wings and hey. now your butt's on fire. Uh, big night for Reggie Perry again, 21-12. and 12, Another double-double for him in 16th of the season. Tyson Carter, huge off the bench. Joel T. Coleman with the call of the playmaker. Boom. 19 points, 6 of 10 shooting, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 5 assists, only 1 turnover, 3 rebounds. Had a big game. And uh, he, he really put the game away late. He had 8 points in the final 4 and four minutes and 40 seconds or yeah. something like that. Uh, Woodard also in double figures. He had 10 and 7. Adu, we mentioned him, 8 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 assists. I'm sorry, 3 uh, block shots. Really sort of set the tone early in the game. State was just balanced tonight. You know, they got eight points from uh, Adu. They got six from Stewart. They got seven from Molinar. Nine from Weatherspoon, who had uh, three assists to one turnover. State only with 12 turnovers in the game. That's a huge point. They shoot 53% for the game. They're 16 of 19 off the line. Um, The biggest difference in the game, what kept Alabama in it, they shot – the three-pointer pretty well. They shot 11 of 32, but that was after a really hot 8 of 17 in the first half. Still did a much better job on that in yeah. the second half. And it was like 6 of 10 and like 7 yeah. of 12. I mean, early on, it, it was, was like they were really miss. Uh, State uh, gave up uh, 17 offensive rebounds, which is not normal for Mississippi State. And also, you get to think about, you're taking a lot of three-point shots. Those are, those are shots that are going to come off the rim, and you're going to get some offensive rebounds. And then, of course, the injury to John Petty was huge for Alabama. Uh, Petty had eight points in nine minutes when he went out. He was he was having a, a nice game. Uh, fell uh, on the floor. Abdullah Du fell on top of him going after a loose ball. Sort of buckled his elbow from what we can tell. Yeah. It looked like a really bad injury. Uh, that said, he came back out in the second half and had his arm in a sleeve, but not in any kind of cast or, or, or immobilizer. So hopefully he's going to be okay. 
uh, but they was unable to come back in, and that really sort of changed things for them. Alabama had to rely on Kyra Lewis, who had a huge night, 29 points and 7 rebounds for him. Uh, Shackelford with 17 points, 9 rebounds. But State just put the game away with shooting. They shot the ball 59% in the second half, 53% for the game. They did. They, they played that winning formula, which is get good shots and then force the other team to foul you and put you on the line. That's what they did. They hit 13 shots in the second half on 22 attempts. They hit 12 of 15 from the line. They win the second half by five yeah, after winning and, it by two and, in the first and, half, and there you are. And, I mean, defensively, you hold one of the best offenses in the SEC to 31% shooting, I believe, in the second half, uh, something like that, and, and 38, 37 or 38% for the game. I, I was looking at it a minute ago, and only Missouri and Georgia shot worse against State this year uh, in SEC play than, than what Alabama did on, on Tuesday night. So – a strong, strong, strong defensive performance against a really good offensive Alabama team, and and if State plays like that, they got a shot, man. They got a shot to there's win no these question, next three. Yeah. They, they can win the next three if they play like that in every game. But there's there's I can pick and choose a, a bunch of games. I say if State played like that every game, they would. well this team plays different at I mean, everybody does. I get mm-hmm. that. I mean the road in the SEC is what it Too is. Too bad two of the next three are on the road. Two of the next three are on the road. That's that's what I guess shapes my mindset going down the stretch is it's going to be awful tough for Mississippi State to win at Missouri and at South Carolina. Which they have to do. And they have to, yeah. They have to do. They could they maybe could drop one. Maybe drop it have to South be Carolina. Carolina. It'd have to be Carolina. But at the it? same time, <clears throat> excuse me, that Carolina win was, would be nice for the resume because you're talking about a, a, a quadrant one win. Assuming, I, I assume they're still in the top 75. I haven't looked at the net rankings in the last you know, 10 minutes or whatever. Um but this was a must-have game for State, and they played like it was. A, that, that's that's the most encouraging thing to me. That in a game that they had to have, they played like they had to have it. The effort was great. We talked about that. We talked about mental toughness. Would you see it? I thought you saw it. Yeah. I thought you saw a team that looked desperate to get wins. It was the score wasn't the same. I mean, they blew out Missouri and Georgia back after they started the the conference play zero and three. Um, but I thought you saw that same level of of effort. I thought. I thought all night long. I, there was there was just something about every guy. I mean, Abdullah Du was the one that stood out the most. But I thought everybody played like they had to have it. And they got it. And so now you at least head into this final stretch with air in the bubble. And, and you got a chance if you win these next three. If you win the next three, regardless of what happens in Nashville, you can go into Selection Sunday with a chance, right? I would think so, yeah. And, and, I mean, that's what you want. Uh, obviously, in a perfect world, you win the next three and you win a couple in Nashville, and then you just sit back with popcorn on Selection Sunday wondering where you got to go. But uh, Ben Howland is a broken record saying one game at the time they had to beat Alabama, they beat Alabama. Yeah. And, and that was not a given. You didn't think they'd, they'd do it. When I, when I pulled up my seat next to you tonight, I really didn't think Did that not. they would do it. But they did it. And the way Alabama was hitting threes in the first half, I thought eventually if they keep this up, they're going to pull away. And I maintain that I think State's better than all three teams they play down the stretch. They are. I know. I, I agree with that. And so if the best team wins, then State's going to win out. But the best team doesn't always win, as you saw in Oxford and as you've seen at other places this year. So I still don't know what to make of this team because from game game to game, you just don't know what group you're going to get. But I do know 
that if they bring it on any given night, they can win. So, for whatever that's worth, they got a shot. Doesn't it sort of set up for the MSU fan worst nightmare? That you down beat, to Ole Miss, you're going to beat you win Missouri the next and South Carolina, and, and it's be like, oh, all I got to do is, be, and, and you know, you have enough other losses in the bubble area to make you feel like, okay, they're probably in as long as they win this game against Ole Miss, and eh, eh, <laughs> just you just feel that coming on. Um, but I thought State played great tonight. I thought you know there, I don't have a lot of complaints about the way they played. I thought the game plan was very solid. This that's that's how State's played when they've won. They've been able to get the ball inside. Carter and Weatherspoon have been able to drive for the bucket and, and get fouled. They've been able to get the ball to Perry down low and get him on the free throw line. He, not not a turn, ton of turnovers, right? Twelve. Yeah. Twelve after, you know, I think they had 16 last uh, on Saturday. It led to 22 points. Tonight, 12 points. So I mean, that, that's, 10 turnovers. That's, always, that's been one of the big bugaboos for State this All year. season. All season. So. And then, you know, Tyson Carter, the, 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 the phrase, I think you may have just said it, play like a senior. That's what you, you, you're talking about. You know, when you say play like a senior, you're talking about a guy who, who not only, you know, is going to make the shots, but he's taking smart shots. And he's taking, he, you know, he's not settling. He is driving, trying to get to the bucket, trying to get on the free throw line, playing smart. Even shots he misses usually. Mm-hmm. Not that he doesn't have cold nights, but sometimes even the shots he misses are the right shot. I mean, he doesn't take a lot of take, bad shots. Yeah. He just doesn't make a lot of shots. He's not a great shooter. Which is, you know, sort of contrary to the belief about him. He has a beautiful stroke, but I mean, he's he in SEC play for the most part. He has not shot the ball well. But that said, tonight he did. He made all the right plays, made all the right decisions. And it's like I said, this is just such a big win. It's it because it, it keeps you alive. It keeps you alive. You know, you really are in that survive and advance mode. And now you play again on Saturday. If you win that, you can survive in advance to the next game. And it's a game on Saturday that you should go into with confidence because you beat them like a drum. Yeah. Last time you saw. And they're not good. They're not a good team. You know, it's it's going to be tough on the road. And we'll just see what happens. You made a, a point, by the way, earlier that, especially you made it a couple times on Twitter that this was a game that, for the most part, the officials just sort of got out of the way. Yeah, they changed in the second half a little. Especially towards the and, end, and, yeah, and that's aggravating for me. And that was what I one of the points I made on Twitter was: there's so much heat on officials, and for me, the frustrating thing isn't whether or not they're good or whether or not they're bad. And usually they're bad, but as long as you're bad and you're consistently bad in the first half and consistently bad in the second half, like if you're going to let everything go in the first half, well, by golly, let's let everything go in the second half too. But they kind of didn't down the stretch. They they started officiating a little more, I guess. Tightly, I guess would be the word, but, um, but by and large, I told you as we were sitting there on press row, like if you're gonna give me bad officials, give me the bad officials that aren't gonna call anything, right? Yeah, and much rather let, let, let them play, let them play, and let them get and, after and, it. And that made for really a, a fun game. And I kind of think it kind of tightened up a little bit later as they tried to maybe reel it back in yeah. just a little bit, which but, they couldn't really do. Yeah, but and Robert Woodard made a comment about it he, in the in the uh, post game. He talked about how you know for them it just it's more fun. You know, when the game is free-flowing and you're just going back and forth. It's more fun for everybody. It's more fun to watch. It's yeah. more fun to play. It's more Nobody, nobody pays comes mo- to see the Zebras. Nobody pays money to see officials. Just not that. Just not the case. So. Don't tell TV Teddy that. Oh, my God. Thank God. Yeah, but he's not the only one. No. Uh, he, he gets the bad rap. He's, he's but the he's, most, he's most by, famous one. Yeah, he, he's by far not the only one. So, we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a little deeper look, I think, at the bubble. Try to get some ideas. You know, I know that. Uh, let me see if that, what happened there. The last I saw that NC State 
was losing to North Carolina, which is uh, would be good for Mississippi State were it to happen. Let's see here. Yeah, they did. They lost to North Carolina. They've gotten swept this year by North Carolina. And North Carolina is not good this year. They're not going to make the tournament. So that's a uh, that's a good that's a good result for Mississippi State. Obviously, you know when you look in the SEC, if if the the committee is just hell bent on taking a fifth SEC team, it almost has to be Mississippi State at this point. You look at the four bubble teams, which is State, Bama, Arkansas, and uh, South Carolina. Well, State's four and one. Yeah. In that grouping, what you don't need is somebody like Alabama to run the table in Nashville or something. Right, that takes a bit away. Yeah, you know that also takes a bit away from a lot of teams. To be honest, it wouldn't just be Mississippi State. Yeah, state state needs to either win the SEC tournament or have Kentucky, Auburn, LSU, Florida win the SEC tournament. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But you know, just around the country, you know, the bubble. They keep saying it's the bubble is soft, and a lot of these teams, like you saw tonight with NC State, they're not going to win their last fourteen. I, I don't feel like I've jumped the gun. I still don't think this team is going to get in. But at the same time, I understand why people are saying it's not over yet because, you, I mean, the bubble is soft. Right now, State is in the first four out. Now, tonight might have bumped them up into the last four in. I don't know if it will or not. We'll find out tomorrow when Lenardi. And it really doesn't matter. They need to win the last three. They do. But, you know, <laughs> but the bottom line is they're still in the discussion. Yeah. Regardless of what I think, there's obviously still in the discussion because there's just, you know, there's just no, there's just no teams on the bubble just pulling away from each other. There's nobody who's just you know and that's probably peaking why, right now, and that's probably why even after the loss of A and M, they're still in the first four out according to Lunardi. Exactly. Anyway. I mean, exactly. It, you you didn't really fall all that much with a loss that I think you and I probably thought if State loses this one to A and M, it's about over. Yes, and, and they lost it, but yet it wasn't over, and it's because the it's bubble. It's crazy. It's crazy is, how how thin the bubble is, really. Ah, uh, so that's the good news. Now's the bad news. All right, now you and I are going to be on different pages on this. I think. Well, I'm going to try to stay on the same page with you, and that I know it's the it's so early in the season, and nothing is nothing is settled. All right, state lost a couple years ago, back to back to what the Oral Robertson and Eastern Kentucky. Oral yeah, I mean, Robertson, I, I can remember Eastern a Kentucky, lot of bad Mississippi, state and they losses. won the SEC. I can remember a lot of good Mississippi State teams losing games. Yeah. To, to I mean, I remember Holy Cross about back in yeah. like 14 or yeah. whatever that was, 13, 14. So, so it, nothing is over, nothing is done, but. Mississippi State baseball loses to Texas Southern, a winless Texas Southern team at eight to four, in a game where they just could not. Normally, when you play these teams, look, the giving up the eight runs, not great, but I, I, that's not the that's not the issue. It's the four runs that you scored. Normally, when a state plays a swag team, they're going to put double digit runs up, especially when they start getting into the bullpen. Instead, state couldn't hit the bullpen for Texas Southern. And all I'm going to say is this: Texas Southern last year, their RPI was two forty nine. Uh, it could be it could be lower this year because it looks like they're going to be worse. I mean they're they're one and nine. Can't can't lose ten in a row if you win. Bumped one. up a little on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, well, I, I looked at it. They were in the hundreds, but they've played a tough. I don't want to say they've played a tough opening schedule. They haven't played. It's not like they're playing Miami and Florida and 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 you know Louisville. But you know they they played Wichita State. They played New Mexico. They played. So their RPI right now is in the was in the low was in the like one hundred one one between one hundred one and one hundred five I think state was in the fifties. When they start playing SWAT games, that's going to bottom out, and they'll probably be between two hundred fifty and three hundred. And what I, what I'm going to say is this: if state is in the discussion between are they going to be the eight seed or be the nine seed, 
and have a choice, chance to host a Super Regional and not host a Super Regional, this is a loss that the committee will look at and go, that's a bad loss. We might bump them down to nine. It's going to be a skid mark on the drawers. Yes, <laughs> that's saying. the easiest way to put it. <laughs> There's a remnant, <laughs> a stain, if you will. Um, you're right. In, in that respect, it is going to be a loss that at the end of the year, if there's any kind of comparing Mississippi State to anybody else for a last spot of something, whether it's a last hosting spot, whether it's a last national seed, whether it's a last anything, there's going to be a remnant left from yeah. this team lost to, to Texas Southern. And but it, in the big picture to me, I'm just never one to – even – Look, this was a brutal loss for the pro. To use Chris Lamonis's words, it was an embarrassment. Yeah. And it was. Right, right. But I'm never one to take any large-scale judgment from one nine-inning game ever. No, I get that. I'm just I'm just trying to look bigger picture. From a resume standpoint, yeah. it will be a black mark. It, it, it's, it, I, the comment I made is this. Losing a game like that is like losing three games. <laughs> like losing three games to regular teams. That's that's the kind of RPI damage you're you're looking at, and and the other thing is true is you play Alcorn today, who went up to Oxford, and gave Ole Miss all they wanted. Yeah, you drop two games to SWAC teams. I will make a general statement. I will make a sweeping statement. You're not hosting. You're not going to host if you have two sub two fifty RPI games. At that point, you're looking. Somebody asked, I think, on the Rumblings last week, "What's the floor of this team?" And I said, "A two seed and someone dreaming." That's where you are. That's where you get to at yeah. that point, unless you do something crazy in conference play, like twenty-five and five, which is which. If you can't beat two SWAC teams, I don't think you're going to do. Are you worried about this team's hitting? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yes and no. Hitting is always behind a little bit early in seasons. Mm-hmm. Tanner Allen hadn't had a chance to settle in, which is a big piece of your lineup. Um, the, you, you look right now at State's overall stats, and their three leading hitters are the three guys that you would think would be their three leading, leading hitters. Mm-hmm. Foscue's at the top of the chart, yeah. and Jordan and Westberg are right there with him. Right. And I can't Westberg's remember. actually at the top of the chart. Oh, is it Westberg? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as of today. After tonight's game? Yeah. I, I was looking at Greg's yeah, email. I thought it was Foskey. E- either way, uh, on the the uh, statistics that I, I saw, let me pull it back up. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the live stats here. It says Westbrook's hitting 393 and Foskey's hitting 370. Nobody else is over 300. You go down to 281 when you get to Rowdy Jordan. And then there is a massive drop. Cameron James is next at 258. Then you get to 214 is where Tanner Allen is. Uh, Hancock hitting 222, Hatcher hitting 185, and Brandon Pimentel had the great big moment with the home run, but uh, let's not go putting him in the storybooks just yet, hitting 121. Just without looking, I'm going to assume he's got, yeah, on, like, on, he might have three hits on the season. I don't know which ones you're looking at, but the ones that, that Greg sent us after the game has, has Foscue hitting 391 now. Okay. So anyway, well, I said, I'm just looking Foskey, at this. Westberg, Rowdy Jordan, one, two, three. Yeah. Which you would expect. And and then, like you said, though, it, it drops off from there. Cameron James, 259. And then everybody else basically is 238 and lower of the regular How guys. many more games are you going to run Pimentel out there before you say, I got to change something? I mean, you're getting to that point. Yeah. Where you have to figure out. You got to at least drop him in the lineup. He can't. He can't hit behind Foscue. But, I mean, you've even got, I mean, Hatcher's hitting 208. Yeah. Um, Tanner Allen, 
like I said, he, he hadn't been able to. I mean, he only has eleven abs because of the injury. But holy cow, he's got to. He, he's got to get going. Um, and, and so I guess what I'm saying is I'm not worried because there's guys that aren't hitting that I think will hit. I think Tanner Allen will hit. Right. I think Josh Hatcher will hit. Right. Um, you. You've got to just figure out which one of the Brandon Pimentels. And I think Cameron James is good enough defensively at third. Yeah. That you're just going to have to. That if he hits 240, He's going to okay. be good enough with the bat yeah. that you just leave him at third. Right. But you've got to figure out left field. Yeah. You, you've got to figure out. Uh, what's Landon Jordan hitting? Uh, 200 on this. I don't know if what, the, what the actual number um, is. Landon Jordan is hitting 238. Yeah. I mean, your DH is going to have to do better than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are spots that I'm concerned, but I, I just feel like in the end, this this team is going to be able to hit. I, I big picture looking at the game on, on on Tuesday night. To me, you just didn't play well in any facet. You didn't no. pitch well. You didn't you didn't compete in any two facet errors, of the game. Some runs. Yeah, four unearned runs. Um, and you talked about the offense a little bit, but to me, when you're playing the Texas Southerns of the world, uh. It's tough when you're facing Oregon State, who on, I mean, Chamberlain on Friday night's throwing 95 from the left side with good breaking stuff, and then nobody that Texas Southern runs out there on Tuesday until the ninth inning when they brought in the reliever throwing 90. Um, basically, no one was throwing much over 80 miles an hour. I mean, it was a high school game there for eight innings, and it I know just, that changes a, your approach, but... Shouldn't you, you have confidence in your guys to be able to hit high school pitching? Yes, yes, you absolutely should, and they should. But I'm saying you have seen it before. Mississippi State isn't the first team to go out there and crap the bed, for a lack of a better way of saying it, against this slow pitching that gets your timing off. I mean, it happens. I, I know it's a brutal loss, and I know it sounds like I'm trying to sunshine pump a little bit. But I think this is more of an ego hit than anything. And it is a little bit of a black mark for the resume at the end, if, if, if all things being equal and somebody's judging state against somebody. What I'm more interested to see is the response to this. Yeah. Because this is the type of loss that could have guys, particularly the youngsters, thinking, well, crap, we can't beat Texas Southern. Now we're going to beat right. LSU and Arkansas and fill in the blank kind of thing. I'm interested to see how they respond. I think... They will respond well. I was talking to you about this at the basketball game after watching uh, Chris Lamonis' press conference. Granted, he, he he was honest. I mean, saying it's an embarrassment, but he is such an even kill personality. I don't think that he's going to allow this locker room to get two up or two down. My gut feeling is this is going to be one of those losses somewhat similar to what Ole Miss had last year when they lost to North Alabama or yeah. whoever the heck yeah. it was. Yeah, it's one of those blips on the radar screen that every now and then – one of those quirky baseball things. I don't think Texas Southern's better than Mississippi State. You know, no, and nobody thinks that. I don't believe. But there's so much. I think overreaction sometimes to upsets in baseball. When baseball is the game where quirky stuff just happens sometimes. At the end of the day, if State wins tomorrow today against Alcorn and then goes takes two out of three from Long Beach, all is right. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, it, it, it's something that it'll linger a bit. But at the end of the day, you, you're not. Gonna, it doesn't hurt. You're not. You're fine. But that said, now the weekend becomes a little bit more important. It's a good Long Beach team. We've talked a lot about the weather and how you know that'll affect the bat. I'm interested to see when they get out to the West Coast if they start hitting a little bit better. 
because you know they can loosen up. I hope that's the case because they they need that. Well, they, there's that, and, and you you're, you're getting more into the flow of things. Guys getting more abs. I would expect Mississippi State to start hitting the baseball better. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, like with Brandon Pimentel, you can't keep running a guy out there that's not really giving. I mean, outside of his either. outside of his homer against Oregon State, which was a big moment, big right. hit. Yeah. But outside of that, he's giving you nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not to say he won't give you anything. He had a big play. It's not like he made a big impact. He just made a big play. He had a big moment. Yeah, he didn't have a big weekend or anything. Um, like but baseball is all about consistency. So. You, you have one big moment. That's great, but you need to have more than one big moment to stay in the lineup. Green. Um. So, or you, not, not even. I mean, you don't have to. Every moment doesn't have to be a big moment. You just have to. You just got to be consistent. Help your team win the game. And he's in. He's in below one fifty. That's not acceptable. Period. And I, I know he had a dive that. and catch the other day, but I mean, it's not like he's Andrew Jones in the outfield. Right. Right. You know? He's not. He's not just running everything down. So. But anyway, big picture. So today, I, today's game is interesting. Then, right? To you. Yeah, see yeah, how I they mean, bounce back. Will you be there? I know that two o'clock. You could probably make that, can't you? I will probably be there. Mm-hmm. I probably won't write the game story because there's a chance with it being a. I mean, like today's game was about a four hour game. I mean, yeah. I, I'll have to get be at Ackerman, leave here from like at like five. So I doubt duty I'll, calls. Yeah, so right. well, we'll see what happens. But I will see most of the game. I feel like tomorrow's show when we do the rumblings, we're going to have some baseball questions. I just feel like that's going to be the case. We'll see what happens, though. So get your questions into us uh, as quick as you can, and we'll be happy to answer them for you on tomorrow's uh, edition of the Rumblings on Thunder and Lightning. Until then, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.